Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Let's go to our uh, guest, Jeremiah Horseman. He was telling us, Jeremiah, you were right in the middle of the climax part where I think it was your mom telling us the story of setting you and your brothers and sister down to see what was going on, what was happening, to talk about it. Yes. uh, We sat down for the second time to discuss what was running by the windows at night. This time was a little different. She She had a little bit more of a serious look on her face. And she said, you know, I tried to let the dogs out, and they wouldn't go out. And she said there was a, a smell in the air. It was a very heavy smell of a, a sulfurous, maybe a trash smell, a rotting smell. And uh, I think something else is, is going on here, because right before I tried to let the dogs out, this time in seeing this shadow running past the windows, she said whatever it was was making a noise. And I remember looking at my brother like, what is she getting at? What is she talking about? And she said the the noise was like a grumbling sound. It was it was something that was irritated. It it was upset because the dogs were barking and, and growling and snarling. She said it, it was making this grumbling sound as it ran. And she said I could actually hear this time individual footfalls. Uh, it was something really big, really heavy, and it. Was, she was very certain it was bipedal. 
And so again, my brother and I were looking at each other like, what, what is she talking about? She said, I, I'm really worried that we have a very large prowler and that there might be somebody that's mentally ill. So uh, I want you boys to be on the extra alert. And she reminded us again, when she's not there, don't answer the door for strangers and, and so on. We're, we're both 13 years old, so we're thinking, oh, come, oh please, you know, we're, not, we're not worried about somebody coming to the door. We know what to do. So fast forward maybe a week or so, and uh, I had a chiropractor appointment. And as I'm waiting for my chiropractor, there was a, a magazine. It may have been the Pittsburgh magazine. I can't remember which now. Uh, and the feature article was about Stan Gordon's uh, group, PASU, the Pennsylvania Association for the Study of the Unexplained. And I flipped, flipped to that page where the story started and read an incredible story about the Kecksburg UFO crash, which I'd never even heard of. And I lived a short distance from Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, and how it inspired Stan Gordon to start his organization. In it, it talked about his investigators uh, looking into things such as poltergeist activity, UFO sightings, UFO abductions, and Bigfoot sightings. And it stressed that there were a lot of Bigfoot reports that year. And then it went into describing the signs that people had Bigfoot in their area. And my, my heart started to beat really rapidly because as I was reading the article, uh, it was describing more or less the same things that my mother just described, strange uh, sounds at night. Uh, it was describing the, the kind of putrid smell that comes with, a, with this, these creatures. And then it had, um, I think they'd set up a 1-800 number that you could call. And so I remember after reading the article, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if that's what's going through our, our yard. That's actually pretty frightening. And so I, I went home and uh, I wrote down the number. And without even consulting with, with my mother or telling my brother about it, I went ahead and called uh, the group of, uh, of Stan Gordon's, this PASU. And I talked to uh, one of the people at PSU. I described to them what my mother uh, had been experiencing. I described the smell. And they said they would have one of their investigators call back. And in a short period later, they did have an a investigator of theirs uh, who called back, a man named John. And he wanted me to re-describe what uh, my mother had experienced. He asked if she was there, if he could talk to her, and I said, no, she's at, she's at work right now. She works at the state hospital. She's a um, psych nurse. And he said, okay. Uh, he mentioned a, a weekend. He said, you boys are probably in school now, and uh, I'd like to catch you, obviously, when you're, you're home, so I have somebody to show me around, and, and I just want us to show up on property. He said, be certain to have your mother call me so she knows what's going on. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't bother mentioning to her until virtually the last minute that these uh, strangers are coming. And she was a bit upset with me. She said, who is coming? I described to her the article that I read. I uh, described to her uh, how they virtually had every detail of what she was describing, the making like gurgling sounds, screeching sounds, uh, the, the bad smell. And so she was a bit upset with me at first for, for calling these guys. Uh, but I think within uh, hours of them showing up, she realized these are staunch professionals. They were, uh, they were really incredible guys. The, the group that Stan had, uh, they had, had mostly uh, professors. Some of them were high school professors, and uh, some of them were college professors, chemists, and, and engineers, and so on. 
And the two guys that they sent were both also experiencers themselves. Uh, John and Devin were the first two guys I met. I remember Devin was a huge man. He was like 6'5", with a big red beard. And they asked me to show them where this uh, this being or whatever was leaving the shadow up against the house who had been running. So I took them there, and I remember they paid particular attention to the fact that we had a huge, mature apple orchard uh, to the rear of the house on the north end of the, the property. And they kept mentioning, oh, there's, there's another apple tree. And I remember asking them, what, what, what makes the apple trees a part of this? And they said, well, one of the things that tends to attract these creatures are apples, especially very sweet apples, and you've got that here. They said another thing is you have this railroad that runs through the forest behind your house. They said these creatures tend to use railroads to get from point A to point B. And they said we noticed on the map before we got here a short distance away is the Chartier's uh, Creek. They're all, they also tend to be near to bodies of water, and you have all three of those here. The next thing they asked, they said, do you have any, any old mines or caves here? And I said, we sure do. There's, there's several coal mines uh, nearby. Uh, there was the old Hendersonville coal mine patch just a short distance away. And so they seemed to nod, and I said, What's that? what does that have to do with it? And they said, that's another thing that tends to be a quality in common with areas where Bigfoot sightings are. And I, my curiosity then peaked. I said, do you have other calls of other people having the same sort of thing going on here? And they both looked at each other, and they said, we do. But uh, those are what we call silent cases, which is when people don't want to be identified and they don't want their exact location to be divulged. I said, oh, that's, that's fascinating. And so I'm, I'm picking their brains. I think I got to be annoying to them because they're trying to concentrate on, on searching the property for footprints and so on. And I'm assaulting them with, with questions about uh, Bigfoot sightings. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! 
Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it, that's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV, on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I remember we got to the, the absolute rear of the property right before the, the belt of forest, which the Chargers Valley Railroad cuts through. And I remember the, the big man, Devin, with the red beard, shouting out to John, uh, John, come here. And I started to walk over too, and he put his hand up and with a very stern voice. He said, you, stop, stop. So I did. And he was pointing at the ground and whispering something. And then they both looked at me. And John walked over, and, and he said, now, listen, he said, uh, I'm not much for pranksters. He said, you would be pulling my chain if, if uh, you and your brother were, were uh, making anything up and, and leaving your footprints about, would you? And I said, no, why? And he said, we just found a, a set of very deep footprints uh, at the edge of your garden going into the forest. And he said, we don't, we don't have time for, for pranksters. And he said, you mentioned that you love to watch movies, you love uh, thrillers and so on. And he said, you, you wouldn't be, be pulling our chain, would you? And I said, no, absolutely not. And I said, in fact, this is, this is my mother's bag. My mother's the one that, that uh, saw these shadows. I haven't seen anything of them yet. And he said, all right. And he said, come here, I want, to show, I want to show you something. So they walked me over to the, the forest belt, which was on the, the north end of the property. And sure enough, there was a, a set of very deep footprints from the edge of our garden into the forest. And I was, I was shocked. It was something I hadn't seen before. I hadn't noticed that. And we spent a lot of time walking the railroad. We had our own little path that went down through that patch of forest onto the railroad. And as kids, that's where we spent a lot of our time. And uh, just a, my, my mind was spinning. I had so many thoughts about what was going on. But they asked us if they could come back. And by this time, my mother's down there looking at the footprints. She, she also is shocked because she was, a, uh, she was a tomboy growing up. She was always out in the forest. She, she was uh, a hunter. She was always hunting. And so she thought she knew the Pennsylvania forest really well. She had seen some spooky things in, in her youth uh, while hunting, but never anything like this. And so she said, sure, uh, you can come back whenever you like. And he said, what we do, uh, we call them stakeouts. He said, uh, he, John introduced himself as a, as a master chess player. He, he went to all these different chess competitions. He said, I can sit still without moving for hours. He said, I'm going to find a place on, on your property where I can observe. He said, probably in the apple orchard or watching the apple orchard. And I'll place myself. And he said, I'm going to pick a position for my colleague, Devin, where we can, just between the two of us, triangulate a good view of this area where this creature has been running through. And he said, I, I need to tell you, too, uh, I think there's more than one creature. And that made all of us, you know, our, we kind of took, but were taken back by that, and our eyes went really wide. And my mother said, what makes you think that? He said, the set of tracks we found, there's, there's actually two different uh, measurements. So that's indicative of two different creatures that have been passing through here. So I think there's at least two. And we were all just kind of speechless about that. So they came back, I think, a, a week later, and uh, John got up into a tree, one of our apple trees. It was a very mature apple orchard. 
and Devin was on the ground, and they had voice-activated headsets so they could talk to each other. And they asked if I would go out with them, and I said, yeah, absolutely, I, was, I wasn't going to miss this. Uh, Devin was supposed to be mobile, and he said, I, I don't know this area so well. I, I need you to show me where things are. He said, if there's a fence that we might trip over a wire, I want to know where it's at. Uh, and he said, generally, just need to, to count on you to be quiet. He said, if you can be quiet and do as you're told, I'll give you a flashlight. But he said, do not turn it on unless I tell you to. And I said, that's fine. <clears throat> so this gets to be September, late September of 1991. And uh, this particular September of 1991, there had just been, uh, it was the 21st. There had been a lot of thunderstorms. Uh, and it was extremely humid and muggy for September in, in Pennsylvania, usually cooling off by that time, but I remember it was very hot. And uh, I remember the, the, the man in charge, John, had asked me to take Devin down to the railroad tracks. And he said, what I want you to do is just to be mobile, and I want you to go back and forth on these railroad tracks. And he said, if you hear anything, see anything, smell anything, uh, report back to me. And he said, otherwise, I'll call you with further instructions. And these headsets were loud. At the, at the time, I had good hearing. I could actually hear them talking to each other over the headset. Now I couldn't hope to because with the reenacting hobby, I've got tinnitus, so my hearing is very bad. Uh, but I remember as it got dark, uh, we had gone back and forth a number of times, and I think Devin was, was getting agitated and antsy and wanted to move up to where he, he believed the action would be. And I remember he asked uh, John if we could return to uh, the property. And John said, no, I'd, I'd like you to stay down there and keep going back and forth. So we were coming back from the, a trestle with the Chartiers Creek under it, walking toward our property. And the trees that were in the forest belt uh, with which the Chartiers Railroad goes through are so thick and they intertwine over the top, it makes more or less a tunnel or a canopy over that area. So even with any starlight or moonlight, it's pitch black. And this man wouldn't let me turn a flashlight on, so I'm stumbling over railroad ties. And at that time, I'm, I'm hungry and tired, and I don't think anything's going to happen. I think there's, I'm never going to see anything. And suddenly, uh, we heard movement to our upper left, which was on the same side as, as our property. But we weren't quite behind our property yet. And the man put his hand out and stopped me from walking. And I started to ask him, what is it? And he went, shh, shh. He, he shushed me. And I remember my heart started to race. And then suddenly there was a crash right in front of us, and a, a huge boulder uh, was thrown down on the, the railroad tracks in front of us. And there was just enough light that we could see that the boulder was very big. And it shattered. Part of it had hit the iron rails. And it had shattered, made this massive ringing sound. And then the dust from the, the boulder shattering uh, was, was all around us. And then suddenly we could smell this smell, this really horrific awful sulfurous smell that almost smelt it like a rotting smell as well. Once you smell it, you never, you never forget that, that smell. And again, I'm, I'm, my heart's racing, I'm frightened, and I have no recollection of this, but the, the other man that was in charge, John, said he could actually hear me screaming over the, uh, over the headset. Though I, I don't actually recall screaming out of fright. I don't doubt that I did, but I, don't, I actually don't remember screaming because several more boulders landed right in front of us. It was as if something was telling us not to go any farther by throwing boulders in front of us. It was trying to scare us away. So we, we stood still after, I think, the third boulder came down. And again, part of that had hit the rails and shattered, and there was just dust around us. And Devin asked for permission uh, from John to turn lights on. 
which John said yes. So we turned on our lights, and we're looking around, and I'm thinking to myself, this is incredible. There's something really powerful up there throwing boulders. And this is definitely something more strong than man, to be able to heave these boulders, because you could also hear them crashing through the tree branches up above. Now, the, the ravine that we were in is very deep. They, they had to actually blast when they were making that railroad uh, to get the, the grading level down to where it had to be. So it was, there was a cliff, more or less, on both sides. And out of that cliff were these massive bits of rock, and, and different types of rock. And that's where whatever this was was pulling these boulders out. And we were shining our lights, I remember, up on the embankment. And we could see where something had ripped out freshly uh, rock and heaved them down upon the railroad tracks in front of us, but we couldn't see anything there. So after, I don't know how much time had transpired, it seemed like forever to me at the time because I was so frightened, and my adrenaline by this time was going, that uh, the man told me to turn off my flashlight, which I did. And he was standing very still, staring at that embankment. And then again, he, I remember he grabbed my shoulder and said, stay still. And he was looking up there, and I remember he said, John, I see two silhouettes. There's two of them. And I remember John saying over again, keep your eye on them. Are they moving? And he said, no, they're staring at me. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern. And go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.